Hey, hey, it's Samantha with the Rediscover Real podcast. Are you feeling overwhelmed, confused, or stuck on a hamster wheel from constantly seeking external tools, validation, and buffering in a search for more joy and fulfillment? Rediscover Real means to pull back the curtain and return to the foundation, peeling away the layers of mindsets, identities, and beliefs that no longer serve us. As we choose to grow, move forward, and show up fully as God intended, because at our very core, inside of you lies everything already, as God created you absolutely perfect. We get to uncover and rediscover what's inside of us, and then to expand into what we're capable of. In this space, we'll dive into topics on personal finance and budgeting, mindset and growth, relationships, network marketing, and entrepreneurship. There's sure to be some laughter and possibly a few tears along the way. I'm on the journey and you're invited. I'm holding out my hand for you. Will you join me? Let's rediscover real together. We are talking habits, which is one of my most favorite things to talk about. So first of all, a habit is an acquired mode of behavior that has become nearly or completely involuntary. So when you think about driving to work, if you have a commute every day, whether that's taking the kids to school, whether that's driving to work, whatever you do, you drive somewhere every day. At some point, you know how you drive somewhere and then you kind you get there and you're like, oh gosh, I don't remember half of my drive. And it's a little bit scary. You're like, did I stop at the stop sign? Was like, I was paying attention, but you just like, it's completely a habit and it's not even something that you're necessarily super conscious of. Now, obviously we need to be a little bit careful with that. Um, <laughs> So, so that's the first thing. Now, I'm going to break down what habits are, what they look like, and a whole bunch of stuff. But the other thing I wanted to talk about was why do habits matter? Why do I, why would you want to listen to this? Well, over 60% of what you do on a day-to-day basis is a habit. Over 60%, six zero. And I've seen some stats that are actually way higher than that. So, If over half of your day is a habit, do you like your life? Do you like how you show up for yourself? Do you like all the things? Now, a lot of them are probably habit. So let's dig into this more. First of all, the biggest uh, misconception that I hear out there is that it takes 21 days to build a habit. I was just reading another study that came out that said the range can be from 18 to 254 days to develop a habit. Now, it's a really, really wide range. They say, actually, on average, it takes 66 days minimum to build a habit. That's kind of the like middle of the road, the majority, what that looks like. 
So 60, 66 days, so just over two months. Now, to go from a habit to having an identity shift and it being a way of life and it's just part of who you are is the next step. So, and this can be for good habits or bad habits. And we're gonna, going to talk about that. So let's break down, first of all, good habits versus, well, what a habit is. So a habit, a habit is made up of three parts, the cue, the action, and the reward. So cue, action, reward. So when we're looking at this, and I, I have, like I said, there's going to be some show and tell, so I have some printouts here. Now, to look at habits in general, um, oh, I need to, there we go. There's the other picture. Okay, so cue, action, reward. So the cue is when something happens. You have some sort of a trigger or a cue. The action is what you do in response to that cue. And then the, the reward is how you feel after you've taken action. Now, this isn't just in eating the Oreo cookies or in going to the gym. This also would apply to relationships. This also would reply, apply in business, in your network marketing business. When somebody responds to you, you receive a message, you have, you know, the, the reminder pops up on your phone that you, you know, should post on social media or whatever that is. Or you need to do your accounting work or you need to send a contract for a new client if you have a small business or post a new podcast episode. What's your cue or your trigger or in a relationship? Someone triggers you and you respond. What's the action you take? And then how do you feel after? These can be positive or negative. And I see this so often in relationships of it's a habit. Um, a habit that I've really had to work on was yelling. I grew up, and this is like being really real right now. I grew up with a household that we loved each other and, and it was great, but there was a lot of yelling. Um, and we'd like have an argument and we'd yell and we'd still love each other and it's all fine. Now there's a whole bunch of like, we're not going to dig into that today, but it was a habit. And so then as I started, as I was out on my own and I was in, you know, a, I had a significant other and I was in a relationship with him and, and something, you know, there'd be a cue or a trigger, cue the argument, well, cue the yelling and the action I would take on my part. And so rewiring, having a growth mindset and rewiring that and reworking that and doing the mental push-ups, and, and breaking that habit was so, so worth it, first of all, um, to be in a much healthier place and digging into what was, why that was causing that, um, and healing and doing all those, like all the good things, but, but also just on a habit level, rebuilding a healthy habit around that, right? So cue or triggers when something happens, action, what you need to do in response to that cue, and then the reward is how you feel after. And that was something our brains will oftentimes twist things if it's a negative habit, right? To 
like in that situation with how I used to yell, I would feel a sense of reward or relief after yelling because I released the emotions because I wasn't processing the emotions in healthy ways. Um, so then that was like that emotional release in a lot of ways. And so that there was relief after I did that. As much as I also felt simultaneously really awful that I just yelled at my significant other, there was relief. And so learning to rewire that um, was really crucial for our relationship and for being successful in that for a long time. Now, for other reasons, it ended. That's a different story. Okay, so a negative example, another negative example, um, but one not related to me, would be, you know, you have the cue of you're, you're stressed. So you're, the action you take is you drink a glass of wine or have a six pack of beer or a couple beer, or even just, you're just like gonna have one beer. And then the reward is it might be easier to mom that night, right? Or it might be easier, you went and had a beer or two with the guys after work, and now it's easier to go home to your family and, you know, deal with screaming kids and, you know, a wife who's stressed and tired and whatever, right? A messy house, whatever those things are that, yeah. Now, a positive example of a habit, the cue, is you wake up. The action you take is you brush your teeth. Um, and the reward is you feel like you have clean teeth and good breath and all that stuff. Now, for most people, another another example of a positive habit and one that like, because I know a lot of people that wake up and brush their teeth right away, but the first thing you usually do when you wake up is you gotta pee. And that's sometimes why you wake up. And so the cue or the trigger is you gotta pee. Like your bladder is yelling at you. Um, and so the action you take is, you know, you you go to the bathroom and, and your reward is your bladder is happy. Um, so that's, habits on both positive and negative um now and so oh i've totally forgot to show you guys this so here's your show and tell first part so cue action reward so you can see this here so because i'm a very visual person um and that should be hopefully that's not backwards for y'all i don't think it is now the next part is we can have what we call a habit loop so a habit loop is where you have the cue or the trigger. You, so let's say you're stressed, right? The action you take is you drink the wine. The reward is it's easier for you to mom that night or dad. The emotion is you feel shame for needing wine to parent, which then makes you more stressed. So then you have another glass, which is the trigger because you're more stressed, so then you have another glass of wine. Or, you know, we could interchange wine with beer, we could interchange wine with Oreo cookies, or uh, binging TV, or something else unhealthy, um, any of those things. So we have what's called a habit loop. And so you go around and around until, you know, you've eaten the whole package of Oreo cookies, or you've drank the whole bottle of wine, or you've drank the whole case of beer, um, and that pops up. So that's a habit loop. And that's really important because we do these in our lives all the time. We all have an example of this. You know, we feel stressed, we pick up our phone, we scroll Facebook, and then we feel like we've wasted a bunch of time, 
So then we're like, well, we're already here. So we'll just like, you're avoiding, you're buffering, you're checking out and it becomes a habit. It becomes a habit to pick up and check your phone every time you're stressed out or worried or trying to avoid something, right? Um, and so childhood habits can all, all often become limiting beliefs and childhood habits um, that you kind of like leave unattended turn into unconscious ways of being like that yelling. I didn't, it wasn't something that I consciously chose. It didn't even feel, it was just like, well, you just like automatically I went there, right? Like that fast, I went direct to yelling. I like skipped anything else and I just go there, right? Um, or with, you know, same could be said for food and eating, right? Or, and yeah, how we respond is a huge, huge one. Um, and so limiting beliefs, because I've used that term, are things that we buy into um, based on past experiences and they are limiting because they hold us back from who we could be. So we have these limiting beliefs that tell ourselves and in, inevitably we fall into habit, habits that perpetuate that limiting belief. And so it's a belief that you hold that you think is true when all it was, it was a habit, it was a collection of thoughts and emotions and it's turned into a limiting belief, something that's holding you back. Um, and so we have habits ingrained in our life um, that we don't even realize, right? Um, and this can include things like brushing your teeth, emptying the dishwasher, um, shaving your legs, whatever that is, right? You have those habits. Um, responding, saying, um, I know, I'm sorry. If that's a pet peeve of yours, I am sorry because I'm not editing them out because that's who I am. M. And it's just real. It's totally imperfect. Um, all right. So we've got our habit and our habit loop. Um, and we've talked about limiting beliefs. Now, the next piece is where it gets to be fun. So when we shift a negative. So one other piece. So before I go into that, the cue or the trigger is never going to go away. It's always going to be there. The person who's a bad driver is always going to tick you off. Like, they're always going to be a bad driver. Think. Yeah, I totally messed that up. Um, <laughs> so the person who's the bad driver is always going to be, like, there's always going to be a bad driver. There's always going to be that cue or that trigger. Whether it ticks you off or not is up to you. And whether you let that be a habit. So knowing that the cue or the trigger you know, the craving for an Oreo cookie. However, if you have crazy sugar cravings, we need to talk because I have things that could help you with that. Um, that's, it's not just willpower. There can be imbalances in your body and you might need to work it on your gut health and blood sugar balancing and reducing cellular inflammation. I can help with that. That's a side note. But on the general, if you're, if the cure, the trigger like you're going to have stress right in our example so if the stress is going to happen the kids are going to be bad whatever that is how you respond you know or just straight up maybe you just want an oreo cookie like you're just craving an oreo cookie now it's not that you can't ever eat an oreo cookie again or ever have a glass of wine again if you don't want to um or if you want to 
But when it becomes a habit, and then oftentimes habits turn into identities and way of being, and and it becomes who you are. And so it's not just breaking the habit. You have to rewire your identity and who you are. And that's going to be a separate podcast um, because it it's something that I've got to walk through and, and all of that. And it's, it's really cool. So while we want to avoid negative cues or triggers, the bottom line is we can't. And so then how can we rewire what our action is that we take? And then as a result, the reward we feel at the, at the end of it. And the reward piece is so crucial. So on a positive level, like that reward of feeling like you, I love that feeling of clean teeth, right? Um, or you went to the gym and, you know, you worked out and you feel so good afterwards, right? And you like celebrating that, celebrating our wins is such a huge deal. And especially when we're building habits and even more crucial when we're rebuilding habits to be positive habits over negative ones. So when we replace that negative action, let's say drinking a glass of wine with maybe we go sit in our car in the garage or out on the street for two minutes or sit on the bathroom floor or sit in your closet where the kids can't find you for two minutes so that you can breathe and de-stress and take a couple minutes for yourself. Um, what's the action that you're going to take? Or maybe it's, you know, with your kids, you go, you go do five jumping jacks and you change your state. And I'm going to, I'll talk more about that another day, but changing your physical body, what you're doing physically is huge, right? And so maybe you go do some jumping jacks. Maybe you, you know, run up and down the stairs 10 times. Um, and at first your kids, you know, might like look at you funny and then they might laugh at you. And then they might want to join you. Um, and, and eventually they'll learn that like, it's okay. That's, it's, it's fine. It's mom changing her state and it's good. And like, she'll be chill with us. She's not going to yell at us. She just needs a minute. Right. Um, so, so shifting that and then rewarding yourself from for it like so you ran up and down the stairs 10 times you did 10 jumping jacks um and like take half a second to go to smile and to say yeah i did it like it's good and i feel better now and to recognize that and even if you only feel like half better recognize the fact that you celebrate and the fact that you took action, even if you still feel crummy, celebrate the fact that you took action and go do it again. Take the action again. Like if you're still feeling that, take the action again and, and celebrate it again and keep doing it until you feel really, really good if you can. Um, so that's that. Now, now we're going to talk habit stacking. So what habit stacking is, oh, let me bring my papers back here. So as we have our, actually the habit loop one is good on. So as we have our cue action reward, so if you're listening to this, 
um, basically it's the habit loop. So cue, action, reward, and it's just in a circle with arrows. So you can, oops, I'm going the wrong, my finger's going the wrong way. Following the arrows. Yeah, y'all get it. Um, <laughs> I have my camera so it flips around. Um, so that stuff isn't backwards. And then I always do things the wrong way. Anyways, um, so cue, action, reward in a circle with the arrows. So if we want to do what's called habit stacking, basically it's when you're wanting to implement a new habit and create a new habit in your life. And this is one of my favorite things. So let's say you wake up in the morning, your bladder's yelling at you, you go take care of your business and you feel good, your bladder's happy. And then, then you're gonna stack the next habit on it is the reward from your bladder feeling good is your cue for your next action. So let's say, you know, so you, so you had to go to the washroom, you went to the washroom, you feel good, your bladder's happy, that's your cue to go brush your teeth. You picking up what I'm laying down now? Um, or, and this can be with anything, you, you get in your car and you start your car, the first thing you do is you put on a podcast, you know, because that's a good one, right? Um, <laughs> to have me in your ears on the way to work in the morning. And, and so then you have, that's your, that's your cue, right? You put on the podcast, you listen to the podcast, you go into your workday feeling like you learned something and you grew and hopefully, you know, you were empowered or you got to listen to some cool stuff or whatever. I don't know whatever podcast you like listening to besides this one, obviously. Um, thanks for listening. So you have that same with going to the gym. So you lay out your gym clothes the night before. So when you wake up, your bladder's happy. Your that's your cue to go put on your gym clothes. You put on your gym clothes. You're like, sweet, I got my gym clothes on. I'm happy. That's my trigger to go brush my teeth, which then is my trigger to you know take my supplements, which then is my trigger to um you know, grab my gym bag and go out the door. And now I'm at the gym. And then the habit, and then you're building the habit of going to the gym because you're there. And, and you do that and you celebrate the heck out of going to the gym and you feel good after. And then you come back from the gym and that's your cue to eat protein because that's super crucial, right? So you eat the protein and those continue. And that is habit stacking. And it is so good. And it's so fun when you start doing that. So we've talked about habits, what habits are, negative habits, positive habits, how to shift our action on a negative habit, or even a positive habit if you wanna up-level something, right? If you have a cue, you can you could switch that out, change that up, right? And then to celebrate and really feel that reward. And that's so crucial. If you're going for a goal, if you're applying this in business and you're, you know, doing things that are uncomfortable, um, unfamiliar, scary, whatever that is, celebrating when you take the action, not waiting for the results, but celebrating when you take the action. You know, you, you reached out to X number of people, you 
you know, completed the course, you launched a podcast. I definitely had a couple of dance parties and, you know, enjoyed a piece of homemade rhubarb pie with vanilla ice cream as a special reward for that. Cause that was a big thing for me. Um, but in the process of that with launching it, each step I took, I rewarded and celebrated that win as well in small micro ways, right? Just celebrating and writing down your wins. That'll be a different podcast. So those are habits. I hope this has been helpful. And ask me all the questions as always, if something wasn't clear or you're like, I'm not sure where to, I wanna build a new habit, but how could I build it in? Um, I'd be happy to help you with that. So feel free to reach out to me and I will see you all again soon. You just finished another episode of the Rediscover Real podcast. My hope is always that you come away encouraged as you listened. And if you found this valuable, would you share it with a friend? And be sure to tag me on social. I love seeing your takeaways. Don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And I would so appreciate it if you took a second to rate and review this podcast. Visit my website, linked in the show notes, to get your special free gift for subscribing. And be sure to connect with me on social. Shoot me a message and say, hey, remember, I'm on the journey and you're invited. I'm holding out my hand for you. Will you join me?